Thanks so much for downloading the Nightcap podcast. We appreciate the support and we'd love to know that you are enjoying the pod. And now you can become a proud member of the Nightcap podcast tribe. Along with our weekly catch-ups and up-and-coming series with more amazing guests, we've created some bespoke Nightcap podcast clothing, which you can get online now. We've teamed up with our friends at T-Mill to create t-shirts and hoodies in various sizes, colours and fits for both men and women. Yeah, we chose T-Mill for several reasons. They make these clothes with 100% natural materials using organic materials that are better for the environment. They use the sun and wind to power the production of these products, plus they they will send you your order in packaging made from plants, not plastics. And the best thing is they look great and they feel great. You can just tell their quality so there's no knockoff merch here. Yeah, it's as simple as this. Go to thenightcap.tmill.com. That's thenightcap.tmill.com to order your Nightcap podcast merch now. Hello and welcome to the Nightcap. It is Wednesday, the 9th of August. It's a beautiful sunny summer's day for once. I know, I can't believe uh, you're walking in this morning. It just changes your mood. It does, yeah, it's so much better Me- than the past few days. Immediately. Uh, myself and Paul, as always, we're upstairs at Salt having a coffee and a catch-up. And uh, yeah, Paul's a little bit tired today. Came back from the opening of Grassfed last night, the sort of official opening. Yeah, the official launch night. Yeah, it was good. It was a bit of a party night. Got all the furniture out. It was like loads of suppliers would give us drinks, and we did Aww. some of some of our food, but like nibbly, not canapes, a lot hot dogs, but in half. So you, nice. standing around food. Yeah, you know, great bits of steak, just with beef fat dressing and nice sauces on on a stick, and yeah. a few other bits and bobs. It was nice. Yeah, you able to appreciate in that sort of moment, like all the work that's gone into getting it to that bit. And is it a bit of a pinch, pinch me moment, or are you just a bit more absorbed by chatting to everyone? A bit, yeah. It's just, it's nice when people come and people you respect come as well. Like there was a you know good amount of chefs there as well. So uh, yeah, it's a bit of a podcast reunion. Yeah, yeah. Paul Wildburn was there. Pete yeah. Sanchez. Oh, Who else great. was there? Lee Westcott was there. Like from this. Like, this the is pod. your life, Tom Bouton. <laughs> yeah, no way. That's <laughs> yeah. Great. Adam Smith popped down, and um, Tom Phillips, and yeah, it was a good crowd of chefs. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you always, you know, you always respect your peers and. And always be honest with you and just them like, oh, it's a great place, great location. Yeah, that's nice. It's just always nice nice to hear. Yeah. yeah. And those sorts of people being aware of it. And I was sort of saying to people the other day when they were asking, because we came down to eat obviously a few weeks ago and people were like, oh, how was grass fed and stuff? And I was like, obviously the quality is great. You know, they expected me to say all that. Mm. But I think also it's really cool. We might have mentioned this before, but to be able to get a dose of what you do and what you're about and have some of that food there can be a part of an experience yeah. of being down in London anyway for something else. If you're not from there or a night out, you've got other plans, you're meeting people. Because mm. obviously a Michelin star night is the main event of the night and there's obviously room for that. But that, yeah. for a lot of people, might be a couple of times a year. Whereas this is something you can do and build into your night. And that's a really cool you Exactly. Know, and that's what I want it, it to be. I want it to be more of a, have a neighborhood restaurant feel as well, where, you know, here, majority of people can't yeah. afford to come here as much. But course, there, yeah, yeah. you know, there's, you know, there's Primrose Hill and Regent's Park around there, people with a bit more money, but Camden as well. Yeah. Um, you know, the, like the availability, just to come and have a hot dog, you yeah. know, it's 14 quid and yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. Or, exactly. you know, you can come on a date night and have spend a bit more, but it's not a big commitment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that. yeah it's ideal. Oh, it's so exciting. So now is it fi- it's officially, you can just book and pay. it's all up and running as normal now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or you can book online or walk in uh, the counter. We're not doing bookings for the counter, the chef counter. So oh, okay. we want to create demand. Oh, if people nice. book and it's available, they can move on there if they request it. But yeah. oh, that's clever. we're trying to create demand by that, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that idea. That's yeah. awesome, man. Uh, cool, so we've got loads of bits coming up. We've got Paul's top fives later on, uh, a few bits and bobs. Don't know where to start, really. You, uh, I guess you, you had Adam Smith up here last week. Yeah. How did that go? Was that oh, a nice brilliant. evening? Such a phenomenal cook, Adam. Yeah, like, yeah. His food is immaculate. So we hadn't done a guest chef night up here f- since Actar last January last year. Bloody hell, really? Um, yeah, just, again, it was like with Brett leaving and then just getting it together and then obviously grass-fed and other things taking so much on yeah and then as soon as jack started up here it was all right i want to get you know get chefs in again and adam smith was supposed to do one in it was like 
April 2020. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we all know what happened there. Yeah, of course. Yeah, um, great timing. So yeah, it's pre-ticketed. So I had to give everyone their money back. Obviously, um, yeah. And I said, "Do you want to do it again?" And yeah, he was more than on it. And it's good to do it up here. We've got hopefully Glimper now is coming to do one. Brad Carter wants to do one. You know, when you get, I've done loads of these guest chef event nights at other restaurants and things, and they're really good fun. But sometimes it's hard to do your food because it might be 60 guests foreign kitchen you're on your own or whatever and it's a yeah. bit of a push but here it's 10 people so yeah. you can really sort of excel and then yeah, you know, nice. me and jack here and they sometimes they bring their own chef adam didn't but you know you've got the guests around the table to interact with because oh, again amazing. sometimes you go to a guest chef you're in the kitchen all night and you might go and speak to a few drunk guests in the night but here it's brilliant for our regulars um ah, yeah. everyone can really engage with them yeah, it's just a special night that's what makes it so different isn't it it's like generally like 99 percent of the time the people doing it and wanting are wanting to be a part of that they don't just want to chat to just amongst themselves they want to be engaged yeah. with the whole thing and you guys exactly yeah, yeah it's a fun experience and it's good and it's great yeah marketing for us and adam's food was superb yeah do you have like a slightly weird song and dance where you're like whatsapp and going uh, right so i was going to do this this and this i was going to do some turbot and you're like oh i was going to do turbot are you can we swap no How i eliminate that? that by just saying because we do generally work it like we'll do three courses each Right. Um, and then Alternate a snack or like each. three and three. Alternately. Or, but yeah. I say to them, you choose first. Okay, nice. So they choose the menu. They write their menu and then we'll fit in around that. It's easy enough to fit in yeah. rather and, than this back and forward. And do they bring all of the food themselves? Uh, a bit of their food? Yeah, or? generally because they'll do a lot of the mise en place. There's a lot of processes in the food, isn't there? Of course, there? yeah. So, yeah, Adam bought a lot a lot prepped and did a little bit here, but bought turbot, prepped all that up here and stuff. Yeah. Um yeah, but like it's just yeah, it's it's good, good fun. Yeah, like yeah something yeah. really different. And I enjoy it's fun for it you guys as well as the guests. I go out to eat, and I know these guys, but it's just nice to work with them because you don't mm. work with them and see their food that closely. Yeah, that's true. I never thought yeah. about it like that. So the you feel processes. like almost you're still learning, or you're inquisitive about something. Of course, or... like Adam cooks a completely different way to what I do. Mm. You know, very very technical, and you know, one of those chefs that can put a lot of. Comp- components into dishes that works not many can do that right. it helps he's got you know really good well-trained team you know his, his, his dessert was wicked but he's got like 16 pastry chefs what it's a big 16? place it's a you know they do millions yeah. in food per year at Cowarth Park so they need them and they're busy yeah, that's not insane, like a luxury man. in that sense yeah, yeah but you can add levels to his food because he understands it and it's proper modern classical mm-hmm. really good skills and techniques in it yeah oh that's awesome yeah it was good it's good fun was that his standout one from that night do you think the pudding um, well he did one dish and I, was, I just said how do you get GP on this it was um, <laughs> turbo big bit of turbo right yeah. which we all know is like one yeah. of the most pricey fish yeah. the lobster mousse on top and oh. steamed and then a slice of lobster tail with a massive bit of um, Ossieta caviar on that. Oh, my Like a word. huge bit. You know the Prisian that. melon ball scoops? Yeah. <laughs> right? One of them packed in and then on top. Oh, my word. And a truffle sauce. That is the mo- That it might be the most decadent. rich and decadent it was thing I've ever heard. Delicious. Yeah, it sounds like, like it. sort of like peas and things at the bottom as well to lighten it up. But yeah, a beautiful dish and just it. Nothing was on there like like just slap luxury on. It was like it worked. And yeah, the truffle. Yeah. It was like a lobster jus with like black truffle through it in the end. It was that is like that is expensive ingredient bingo though. That is that's yeah. a full that's a full house, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? On yeah, that. it is. Like, how, nice. how are you getting GP on that? <laughs> Fair play. Oh, yeah. Guest faces, especially knowledgeable guests, will look at that and go, oh my God. Exactly. you got four luxuries on one plate there yeah, and a yeah, decent yeah. decadent portion as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. mate, amazing. So you hopefully do more of those, get some more guests, Brad, yeah. and, Brad and people like that. So. Yeah, definitely. They've, they've said the word, it's just timings really. And, yeah. You know, Brad's obviously busy at the moment. Yeah, Westlands, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, as many as we can really. I'd like, ideally want to do one a month. Mm. It's a good thing on a Wednesday or Thursday up here to do, yeah. Yeah, and it's sort of like, not being crass talking business but they're quite easy sells because those that lo- I mean it's a unique thing it's it's a collaboration with you and another that's exactly. a u- really unique experience and people. you sell it on the yeah on the unique side so yeah. we've had a few we had Simon Halston up here we had you know, Tom Kerridge Stuart yeah. Dealey obviously Actar yeah and then we've done Adam and then yeah we'll just just keep doing a few more really yeah, it's good love fun. that that's awesome Where, oh yeah how was your birthday did you have a good you went out in Birmingham did yeah yeah it was good yeah, yeah, when was Adam good. Bateman old yeah nice sorted you out he looked after us yeah so I stayed <laughs> at the Grand Hotel where he works amazing just had snacks in the bar yeah. lovely snacks like these big homemade hash browns with caviar and truffle on and that is that. <laughs> unbelievable <laughs> um, yeah lob- lobster rolls god I sound dead bougie don't I <laughs> 
You've changed. Oh, no. Since you opened the restaurant in uh, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm no, no longer Coventry. I'm yeah. Lobster rolls on a Saturday night. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, and a few other bits and, you know, just yeah, champagne and that. But, I mean, champagne, like, that's just something you should just drink all the time. Mm. Anyway, it's not like... You shouldn't just shave it for celebration. You should drink no, a lot of wine. It's amazing. Yeah, that's, that's so true. I don't think I ever... Like, me and Hayley would never just crack open a bottle of champagne at home just the two of us. It'd always be a bottle of wine or something. It'd yeah, never be I mean, champagne. I have on my own at home, just like, because I want to drink it. It's in the fridge. I'd, I didn't want red. There was yeah. no white in the fridge. It's like, well, why don't I open that? Yeah. Like, why do I have to save it? Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Some, it's a, yeah, you're right. It's just a weird psychology. It just it feels is. like there's got to be a celebration for it. Yeah, it? yeah, exactly. But no, for a reason. Never a bad reason. Yeah, so we just went out, went out to um, some bars around uh, Birmingham. Some cool bars as well. We popped into Ophime. Yeah. Oh, uh, nice. We've had a new lounge last year yeah. and I'd not seen it. So it's Quite, a Saturday it's, night and they're busy. It's so beautiful in there. The lounge isn't is it? amazing. It is so nice with the tree in the middle and the. Is oh, that, no, it's changed. Oh, now. So, has it changed? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, shit. it's like really, it's just somewhere you'd want to sit and drink all night. It's wow. so casual and cool that mm. it's amazing. Oh, nice. They had it last year, so it must have been before you yeah, went. It must, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because the, the old bar was nice with the tree and the massive yeah, yeah, bar. Yeah. yeah, you're right. It's a couple of years ago, actually, I was there. So, yeah. Because it was a large bar, Actar just never liked it because it felt like a club bar, yeah. actual bar. No, now they don't it. have a bar. Oh, really? Like all the drinks are around the back. So it's, and it's just it's table service and table service, really good. You know, I had a few old fashioned. Of course, you did. Yeah. Can you turn yeah, the jazz up in here, mate? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we went to Adam had recommended this bar called Lucky Saint. Uh, sorry, Lucky Seven. Right. Um, it's just opened, and this guy Rob who runs it. Fuck, he knows his shit about drinks. I've like speaking to him for ages. And I had this kimchi party, it's called, kimchi cocktail. Wow. And I was a bit like, I don't know. So Frost, who works for Akhtar Ophim, the manager, he recommended it. And I love kimchi, but I was like, how's cabbage going to work in a cocktail? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't but sound... But the key is they don't put cabbage in. Right. They use the spices from kimchi and make it taste like kimchi. Uh... And it fucking blew my mind. Really? Yeah, but it still tasted like kimchi? It tasted like kimchi. But it had this lovely savoury umami flavour, like a savoury drink. So what was the alcohol? It was unusual. Soju, I think it was, which oh, okay. I, I wasn't familiar with, but mm. it's the biggest spirit in the world. So South Korea, huge, like all their drink, oh, really? a lot of Asia. What's it it's, sort of like or close to? I can't remember. He went into so much detail about it. I was like, <laughs> yeah, blown, blown away. Yeah. yeah, especially about Asian spirits. Because yeah. I, like, I asked if it was like a sake and he said no and then explained it in something. So I haven't got any answer for you there. Yeah, I need to look it up. No, fair. Yeah. Wow, that's but, amazing. Yeah, this kimchi, kimchi party. It comes on a little um, a coaster that's all flashing and lighting up. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. It's it's like you almost get too much of a good thing in, sometimes when you think about going to, say, a Michelin star restaurant or something, you get a wine flight or whatever. I can understand why people might be a bit like overwhelmed and like, no, 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 we'll just get a bottle of wine and we'll just focus on the food. Yeah. But you can almost, you sh- there should be more places you could do whole nights just trying drinks and things. Oh, we, we often stay in our lane with things we like drink-wise. We don't exactly. go off and s- spend money on things we wouldn't normally have at home when it comes to drinks compared to food, right? I think in general, we're a bit more no, like... Birmingham's great for that now. They've got some really good... We went to another place called Fox and Chance. They've got some nice drinks. Yeah, yeah. There's another one we didn't get to go to because we stayed at Lucky Seven and just had some drinks there. Yeah. But it's nice. There's so many different things. I don't know. He said, what do you normally like to drink? And I said, oh, I, I, you know, I love an old-fashioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, well, we've got one. This is kind of based on it. It's a Japanese whiskey, but there's soy in it as well. Oh, wow. And it, yeah, it was fucking incredible. That's amazing. It was a busy, yeah. like a busy... Sort of tiny, it's upstairs bar. It's probably about 20 seats at most. A wow. really dark place. Amazing. It was just dead cool. Yeah. So he actually, he's doing some work with Brad Carter. He does all Brad Carter's cocktails for uh, his place at Westlands. Got it, yeah. Yeah, so he knows him through the Birmingham Massive. Oh, so, like. so they're all connected. All yeah. the right people know each other, don't they? Yeah, exactly. Always works out that way. Um, oh, yeah, you messaged me the other day. I wanted to bring this up about a little encounter with a... <laughs> Is this, what was the... It's fucking hilarious. God, yeah. Where was this? What was the... So it was in Birmingham. Oh, right. So yeah, I had a bit of a encounter with a vegan activist. It was <laughs> Well, they confronted you? Yeah, was, I'll have to explain. Okay. Right, so oh, you God. know, sometimes you see um, vegan activists, you see them a lot on social media doing their protests and things. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people that are, you know, meat eaters will go and debate them. No, I just wouldn't do that because there's no point. Mm. Like they're after a change. Yeah. So they want to debate. Yeah. I don't want to change. Mm-hmm. Like I get, I fucking, I get as much meat as I want whenever I want. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, there's certain things I want to change within it, but I don't, 
I didn't ever see the point of these meters going to debate these vegans because we've got nothing, especially some of them you see on the internet are stupid mm. and they just get, you know, they're made to look silly by these intelligent vegans. Yeah, yeah, sure. So like, I, I'd never go and approach them. Yeah, yeah. Because what's, what's what, the what point? Are you what gain? am I getting from it? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> so we're walking down New Street in Birmingham, you know, when it's all closed off yeah, yeah. and there was just this massive like protest and right. I looked it up the next day, it was called WTF and there was about a hundred of them under this, like protected under the rain. Yeah. Um, they're, they're all weak. Um, and they had these like pig masks on, um, these like psychedelic pig masks. And loads of them had TV screens. Right. And it was just, they were just showing the worst possible farms right. where, you know, we know those like farms mass- are out there. Yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah like, where yeah. animals are just treated horrifically and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's wrong. Yeah. We know they're out there and they're a fucking minority, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know they're there. Yeah. And it's this challenge that, you have to um, watch it for three minutes. And if you get through the three minutes, then you get a chocolate bar, a vegan chocolate bar. So they've got on their Instagram, they've got all these videos of these meat eaters watching it and crying and stuff. Yeah, anyway, so that's their challenge. So we were walking past, so me and Marie were walking through, we would go into the Grand, we were walking through New Street and I'd clocked it a mile off. Marie hadn't seen it at all. She didn't really know. She was, I think, just looking around the shops and stuff. Had our like trolleys and stuff, it's raining, had our like luggage yeah. and stuff like that. And I turned to Marie when I saw these screens and I just went just just to her, nobody else. But they're like rats they're fucking swarming around like rats, <laughs> trying to get you and grab you. Like I didn't know who was who. Oh. <laughs> and I just said to Marie, Oh, they're showing my favourite film. <laughs> Oh, just and a little, a little bit too loud. Just uh, yeah, bait, was, bait on the hook. And I wasn't even projecting it. No, I just so. said it to her. Like we walk it, and this, that was it. He was on me. Oh, like this no. guy. He's like, oh, you like that, do you? You like it? You like watching animals being tortured and abused? And he's angry. Oh, and I went, God, no. To Who be honest, does? it wasn't my proudest wank. <laughs> <laughs> and he fucking lost it. Lost oh. his shit. But that it gets funny. Oh no! <laughs> and he's like, "You, you what? That turns you on. You like to watch and watch and wank when animals are getting abused and slaughtered and killed." <laughs> I mean, hey, it's twenty twenty three. Don't kink shame me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just gonna. It's only gonna get worse. Yeah, for him, you're like you were taking this really serious. I'm clearly having a joke. Obviously, I, I never approached you, yeah, but yeah. if you come at me, I'm gonna wind you up. Yeah, but, you it's, know, it's just funny. So yeah, I was like, "Don't kink shame me." That's fucking and I was like, "Just leave it. I'm out." Like, and then just walk past and. Marie was just like, what, what's oh, going on? She didn't she's really know. What the hell is she's going like, on? Who was he? Why was he shouting at her? <laughs> and then she kind of worked out and then saw all these pig masks and these videos. She knew what was going on, but I think it just caught her off guard. She's like, what, what, what is this? Oh, fucking hilarious. <laughs> what, what is so ironic as well, though, is like, obviously you're just having a laugh with him, but like, no one who is no one is enjoying those films like you say like no, they are, no, no. they're oh, rare yeah. and they're stu- and it's like it's obvious how <laughs> stupid do you, do you honestly think that this guy like, did, loves watching it I mean, if i on. did like i'm just gonna tell you yeah, like tell that you yeah i'll keep enough. that locked down yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you'd run past them like well come on quick we're leaving yeah uh, oh my word yeah and That's i looked him up after i was looking at them all up i wanted to find out what the protest was about that's yeah, how i yeah, found yeah, out yeah. about the wtf and stuff and i found the guy and i'd actually seen him before and he's like a really well-known v- vegan protester in australia and then him and oh, his really? girlfriend are yeah she's called vegan booty she's massive on like tiktok and stuff right she's a right nose um <laughs> and then yeah them two them two she was travel the world well. like well they do it all in australia and then i was i was going through i was like you know deep into instagram then like, <laughs> like just being really careful in case i double clicked yeah. anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like mission impossible yeah. dangling down in him only a couple of weeks ago we're outside johnny mountain's restaurant in perth no protesting way. and like stormed his restaurant and he was like wrestling them out and stuff and I was watching these videos like fuck it's oh amazing oh my god yeah wow, so, what but a full them circle. two were in Birmingham so yeah. we were only talking about the Johnny know, Mountain yeah. thing only a few weeks ago as if like how, how but they had a loudspeaker and then they had like a portable uh, Bluetooth speaker with like pigs screaming apparently on and they played that through the loudspeaker and just walking through his restaurant like, just, yeah, it was mental. That is mental. Poor restaurant as well. What What was the restaurant? Do you remember? It was. It was. Oh, Johnny that Mountains. was. Sorry, that I yeah. thought you said they were doing that in Birmingham. Oh as well. no, no, in Birmingham oh, they right. were just at this 
WTF oh, thing. So unfair. Yeah. To do to put it onto people like that is just it's just the wrong way of going about it. Because it the is. irony is, ninety nine percent of people would agree with them that those farms are horrific. Yeah. Who who is disagreeing with that? No one. Again, it's the wrong. The, the message isn't totally incorrect, it, but it's the wrong target. Yeah. Right. They, you know, Johnny Martin. He's you know he's like us. He's a small independent business. Yeah. What can we do? You know, you're and attacking the wrong people. Exactly. Yeah. And he's probably they want headlines. Though. He's probably getting organic, amazing produce from locally you know, sustainable yeah. just like you are here and that grass fed rather than mass produced stuff going in supermarkets which yeah. Is like you know. yeah but they know if they went and protested the mcdonald's it's yeah no news it's throwing a they stick at a hurricane person, isn't it? they need a character <laughs> yeah yeah exactly throwing a stick in a hurricane yeah yeah so no uh, it was funny i was chuckling for ages it's great i love that yeah i got back to the hotel and just kept chuckling to myself. <laughs> just about how like angry he was and like spitting when he was shouting and like that. Oh, <laughs> man. No wonder. And I just didn't rise to it. I was no. like, yeah. It makes it yeah. even funnier then. Though. Yeah, because that's why he kept going. Like, if you're even more docile about it, it winds them up more because they yeah. just, they can see how unbothered you are by And them. I'm not getting into, not falling yeah. to his debate trap either. Mate. Like, it was superb. God, the energy. That's what sometimes I just like, wow. Like, someone's got that energy. Yeah, it's the, the passion is incredible. It's like incredible. Angry, it's just, isn't it? Yeah, angry. angry. Fucking angry. Angry. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start. Yeah, absolutely. Need a meal. Yeah. Good meat pie. Right. What else is going on? Should we do? Should we do top fives? Should we launch yeah. into that? I'm, I'm excited for this one. So last week I set Paul the challenge of doing his top five <coughs> places to eat in the world. So this um, we thought we would probably narrow it down less so than just country, but to a place. Yeah, could be somewhere you've never been or want to go, but I guess it's a cuisine. Yeah, it's I, a, a moment. A that's thing. where I struggled with this. So yeah, like, yeah. I've. I was back and forth, kept writing the list out, and I just couldn't really engage with a place if I hadn't been. Yeah, so I had sure. to keep it to places I've been. Fair, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah. So um, you've been to enough places though to make it a good list, though. I think. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely. And I think so. And then there's different reasons for these as well. Cool. Um, okay. And then reasons why some didn't go up further. So no special mentions. Cool. Fair. Um, you know, been to some amazing countries that are amazing, but there's zero food culture yep. in a sense. Like, you know, like, and you see like a different side of food. When I was in Tanzania and Kenya and in the villages with Farm Africa, like food is just literally a fuel. And yes. Yeah, it's a means I'd to an never, end. Never, I was like yeah. fascinated. Things I'd never eaten before or seen. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, just not. It's purely a fuel. That that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then some countries as well. I've not done enough. Like Mexico, I went to Monterey. Had oh, some yeah. gr- amazing food, but didn't get enough of it or in the culture yeah, yeah. of it. But I know there's sure. so much more to go for. Yeah, got it. Yeah. yeah, no, that's fair. Okay. So Solid. yeah. So number five. Yeah. I've chosen Paris. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, so well, I mean, so that's like people say it's like the culinary capital of the world. Isn't it, it is. It's there's like... a few reasons why it doesn't make it higher on my list. Okay. Because. I think if you are a tourist, you don't know where to go, where's best. And there yeah, is a lot. Like a hard. lot of city, there's a lot of crap. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, yeah. it's tourist destination, isn't it? So you just go to the first thing you see. And, oh, that looks... Look at those croissants. Let's go there. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. And like the bouchons are amazing. Like mm. the patisserie is incredible. The brasseries are amazing. There's loads of Michelin star restaurants. There's a, there's, there's a lot. And they are really known for is what they do. The most amount of Michelin star restaurants... It used for a to city. be, but now it's Tokyo, I think. Oh, is it? Ah. It's Tokyo's first year out. They just cleaned them. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I think they've Tokyo's got the most three stars. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. yeah. And I had some incredible meals, but I, I really researched it because I'd never been when I went last year. Asked a lot of people I knew. Uh-huh. But I think as a tourist, you could fall into this trap of... Easily. I wouldn't know where to start if I just landed there. They the part, but they're not, not yeah. as good. Or you can see the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. 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 So generally, <laughs> if you can see some... Generally speaking, you can see something good. Yeah. And it's relatively well priced then it's going to be shit yeah yeah, yeah. um got you and and then again i think the other reason like the top two on the list are cities but i think they're just so much more diverse than Mm -hmm. this like paris is they do what paris does well sure there's not a lot of other stuff yeah they have some nice italian bits and bobs yeah yeah but it's 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 very french brasseries it's it's what they do and like i respect that and that's what you want as well, a little bit as a tourist, because you want in the good. You want a friend. You want to feel that French, that exactly. local, that sort of like you know historical. You want that pate. You want those yeah. mussels and snails and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is a bit of like in the food tourism world, going to Paris, going to France is a bit like going to. It's like in royalty, 
people around the world come to England because it's got like the oldest mm. monarchy, the the Buckingham Palace. It's like it's all that. Yeah. In food, it feels like Paris is that. Yeah. Because that's where the classics come from. It's like the foundation of like exactly the pillars of food. Were exactly. And I could really connect with that. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. 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 So what's, yeah, your, what's your sort of idea, like, you go in there for an afternoon or a di- dinner, like, what are the things you have to have almost when you go to For me, like, I've got to have steak tartare, uh-huh. like, yeah. and then some, just some lovely baguette. Yeah. Um, maybe some, like, mussels and frites or something like that. Nice. Um, which, yeah, generally considered be- better by the sea, but it's done so well that yeah. and it's just proper. Yeah, great. Um, and then some, some pastries or yeah, something. Yeah, so chocolate tart, chocolate something tart, like yeah, that, yeah. or lo- some lovely shoe buns, beignets, anything like that. Yeah, great. Yeah, I mean, there's loads of different sort of meals you could have, but that's that's, that's a winner for me. Or, yeah, or a, instead of the tartar, like a chicken liver foie gras parfait oh, with brioche. It's yeah. just, that's oh. where you want to have it. Yeah, yeah that's perfect. Oh, that awesome. Perfect. And that, that's, what, that's what it is, and that's yeah. what you want there. Yeah. But nice. like, you'll get good versions of that and amazing versions of that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That kind yeah. of thing. Um, and then you've obviously got your more refined Michelin restaurants, but there's not huge amount else from my experience anyway. Got you. Yeah. Cool. That's a solid number five. Thought it might be higher, but that's yeah, exciting. Um, this one I couldn't narrow down, so it is a country. So cool. Thailand is number four. No, no. Nice. I think, and I think you can empathise yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously went there twenty. I went there twenty twelve. Um, and although I knew a lot about Thai food, I think I don't think my knowledge wasn't anywhere near what it was. It was more sort of a, a basic understanding of the ingredients they use and perhaps how I'd been taught using them in a Western way. Yeah. So just I was just blown away by how fresh, yeah. light the food was, how much flavour they get out of things and how yeah. simple the cooking was oh, as yeah. well. And, ju- and just the quality of... You know, like their their meat quality wasn't great, but it, like it served their dish as well. But yeah. the quality of the fruit, oh. it's just mind blowing. When yeah. I, you know, I had one for dessert. We had this like set menu thing in this restaurant once, and then there was um, dessert was just mango, and yeah. I was a bit like, I like mango. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was it. Yeah, yeah. You, you can never do that in this country and just serve that. Oh, and I was like, it was dribbling down my chin. It yeah. was just fucking <laughs> superb. It yeah. didn't need anything else. Yeah, it didn't need you know, manipulating, didn't mm-hmm. need ice cream or anything with it. Just that, it yeah. was just the best. And complete contrast to, like we talked about there, Paris, harder to find bad places to eat in yeah. Thailand. It's like you can't really Definitely. go that far wrong in... No, you'd really you know. struggle. <laughs> yeah. Really, Because so, the most, like the cheaper backstreet places are where all the locals are eating and, yeah. you know, doing things as they always have. Yeah, and it's because they're just using fresh ingredients, not doing that much with them. Mm. They're just doing, it just sort of, we talked about this about Greece and the Mediterranean and like those salads and fresh, it's just great ingredients basically served up. So they don't have to do much process. No. They don't, that's why it gets, it isn't tampered with that much. Yeah, you'd you know. do well to, you'd have to, do more work to it to fuck it up. Yeah. And yeah. essentially. Yeah, it's like the opposite here. We have to go our way to find the right things <laughs> to try and make something taste good. It's exactly. So funny. Amazing. Exactly. Yeah. Thailand. Couldn't couldn't agree more with that. No. Solid. Solid choice. Lovely. Um so the next the next one, number three, is a region. So Emilia Romana in Italy. Nice. Um, I knew Italy had to be in there. Yeah, and I was once. toying up with different areas that I'd been to, but I think for food specifically Emilia Romana is probably the best I mean they've got like they've got parmesan from there prosciutto yeah. de parma balsamic mortadella salami rosa tigali um, salami sugo tortellini bolognese wow. you know, I mean that's things all... are eaten worldwide yeah. and just adored yeah. from that region and incredible so from Bologna to Modena and all around those places and um, what I love is how they protect it yeah. as well. Yeah. So not just it's not just oh it has to be from there or produced there. They have different levels. So your DOP is your best. It's like it's not just made there. It's like the ingredients have to have come from there. Yeah. So Amazing. the grapes have to have been grown there for in that region. Mm to make the balsamic vinegar. Yeah. You can't wow. just be getting grapes from wherever. Let's say champagne, right? It's famous and it has to be made in champagne. But some some of them buy the grapes from England. Some mm-hmm. of them buy them from different areas, but they're making champagne, so they yeah. can call it mm-hmm. champagne. But the legislation of the DIP, so protected designation of origin, is so strict. That's and it amazing. just protects the product so much. And it doesn't say, it doesn't guarantee DOP this is a great product. But it pretty much does because you yeah. know that it's 
people that go full circle on their um, their food systems and know exactly everywhere where it's come from and yeah. they know the person growing the grapes or they're growing them themselves or yeah, the pigs are from there um you know there's, there's so many i mean from watching that stanley tucci show he's talking about how the oh, mafia yeah. tried to uh, make their own um parma ham yeah and you know there's massive like yeah, so much huge. money in it yeah yeah and um like you can see the difference in it but they were using pigs from a different area but like prosciutto de Palma, it's like there's so much legislation and it protects it forever. That's incredible. It can't it, just be taken off piste. The, the the pride and the work that goes into keeping that going yeah. is almost an institution. It is incredible. And it's like, you know, I often think that tradition in general can teeter on such a fine line of being awful and old fashioned mm. and a bit, why do we do this anymore? Yeah. But then also the other side of tradition is like these amazing things in life that like... That, rooted in nostalgia in like perfection in like this is how it a throwback mm. and that is an example of like tradition being amazing yeah. and, and, and should be preserved it absolutely and, you know, should yeah, yeah it's so and unique th- this could sound like a contradiction this is higher than paris and paris obviously not being as diverse was the reason it was a bit lower on this mm. list but the sort of the, the, the difference for me is like paris does what paris does right yeah. and yeah. it's great at it here they're not just famous for dishes and they roll those dishes out they're using their own produce for these famous dishes yeah yeah, Do you know yeah. what i mean so they're yeah. celebrating their parmesan yeah. like everything is produced in emilia romana yeah. and served and made into their dishes like the tortellini and brodo it's you know tortellini comes from them and you know they uh, it's got the mortadella in it's got the parmesan in and it's just ev- everything in there is yeah. their own ingredients so diverse diverse food choice no mm-hmm. but it's like so there's a, there's a purity to it isn't exactly there? yeah yeah. It's, yeah they're using their stuff and they're doing it the way they always have and the chamber of commerce in bologna have got protected original recipes of the tortellini brodo and the filling and the ingredients that should be in it and the That's bolognese amazing. as well and lasagna you know lasagna verdi which is from there Amazing. Uh, obviously from different places, but the Verdi is specifically from there. And they've protected it in the Chamber of Commerce. Wow. And, you know, it, like, again, you struggle to have a bad meal. I had, like, the tortellini brodo and bolognese. I had in loads of places mm. and slightly differ just through different nuances and kitchens. But, you know, they're not going off piste. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah, exactly. It's staying true to what it's all about. Exactly. And there's yeah. like different people making the tortellini brodo, the tortellinis for the brodo. Um, and I went to watch a few people make them. And I've done a recipe in respect to it in the pasta book as well. Mm. Um, but there there might be a deli with some nonas upstairs just knocking loads of them out. And then they're selling them to different restaurants. Yeah, sure. In the community. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so it was... That's, uh, that's a great one. And it's also whilst all those recipes are protected and they'll they'll probably stay that way forever and I hope they do but it's also you know that that region and those dishes you know when people immigrated to New York you know a mm. long time ago and, and various pockets of the world Italian food just translated everywhere yeah didn't it it was like and yeah there might there'll be like every there'll be shit Italians restaurants in places too mm. and chains and yeah. stuff but that Italian food you know it travelled well yes and everywhere has Italian when we were in Thailand, we stayed on Phi Phi Island, mm. right? There's no roads. Yeah. You could only get a, bo- you could only get a boat, oh, about Italian, by yeah. boat. Yeah. And there was an Italian restaurant on there. Oh. Oh, we didn't go eat there, but it was like, even there, there's a pizzeria yeah. on, a, on Phi Phi Island. In the, there's like t- mad. 10 restaurants, nine Thais, um, and, an and an Italian. You're like, this, this cuisine just cuts through here, yeah. doesn't it? It's, it's incredible. Great. Yeah. Perfect. So then, number two... London. Yeah. I, was, I didn't want to say at the beginning, but I was like, I'd be interested to know if England or, or here comes up. But. Yeah, I get, again, it's, it's, it's slightly behind, not in quality, but in terms of like new foods, I think, than the number one on the list. Mm. Um, but I just think it's got so much to offer. Yeah. Like the Italian food is incredible. So yeah. much so on Stanley's show, they they called London a, yeah. a, a region of Italy. They like had the a 22nd whole, region. They had like a whole uh, episode, episode on it. Yeah. And yeah, they went to Angela Hartnett's house and her mum was there. Exactly. And they all cooked together. And they may as well have been in Italy at that moment. It yeah. was um, amazing. 
great French restaurants and you know what it started in the, like the 80s with the Rue Brothers and Nico and mm. cooking this incredible haute cuisine um, so you know you want two three Michelin star restaurants like fantastic high end um, but there's so many other different cultural restaurants that are so much better there's amazing sushi there now I think there's just so much choice and good quality obviously the shit there Mm. There's a great new uh, beef restaurant as well. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of that. <laughs> yeah. uh, cool grass fed. Um, yeah, but it's, it's so much choice, so yeah. diverse. And like when I when I started going down to eat in London, sort of not long after I started cooking, it's a completely different place now. It was like yeah. the good experiences would be going into somewhere pushing for a star kind of thing. Um, there wasn't really the, much and there was a yeah, big big sort gap of between, gap a big yeah. drop off it was and basically now, elite or chains and and shit in exactly the, yeah, yeah. and there's so much so much more come into the london restaurant scene yeah. and it's exciting no, it, it feels you know i'm i'm sort of an outsider looking in but it, it, there's a sense of the way people talk about it the way, it the way it's covered on tv shows the way you know chefs talk about it it feels like london at least even maybe england is like in its greatest spot it's ever been culinary wise yeah. you know and its reputation has changed cuz it's a weird memory but i don't know whether you shared this but i remember being younger and watching like chat shows mm. with like parkinson and yeah. uh, jonathan ross when he was on bbc one like with mum and dad watching and they'd have actors on there and it'd be like and of course before social media like this was like oh my god you know friends fan growing up david schwimmer's on jonathan ross like, i've never yeah. seen him not be ross yeah yeah and he'd he be didn't on there. have that exposure to him yeah, yeah exactly and he'd yeah. be on there and they'd be like so do you come to london much he was like yeah i did a show in in london you know in the 90s so i was here for six months when i was in the theater and jonathan ross would be like so what was your london he's like oh the food's dreadful yeah, and that, and that would be and loads of Americans and loads of like it had this reputation of like other oh, food in England is yeah, just, and that was a thing growing up. I just knew that its reputation was shit without any reference yeah. myself. I just knew what others said about it, but that's changed like massively, yeah, yeah. massively. And it's through you know pioneers, great chefs changing it and then just opening people's eyes to world cuisine mm -hmm. and then you know people coming along from that well we could do this different do that different yeah, yeah. and then different cultures can come in and make their food shine definitely you that's know, i mean yeah you've hit on it there the, the fact it's a multicultural society and despite all the brexit shit that's happened we've generally mm. done well to you know to an extent bring communities and let people and then thrive so we yeah. have amazing pockets of restaurants and different cuisines from around the world and it's it's a it's a, a melting pot of amazing stuff it's not just one thing you know exactly and you know there's great you know there's great restaurants on you know the lower entry level that just serve incredible food different culture but then yeah 20 years ago you would never have been able to have a restaurant that is essentially western african like nigerian type yeah, food there's point. two mission star it Great just wouldn't point. have happened. No, no, no. So, you know, yes, it's not like strict to the culture of the cuisine, but it's, you know, it's it's based in it. And again, 20 years ago, there wouldn't really have been much like Indian Mission Star restaurants. No. The fact that they can achieve that makes it better for the whole Definitely. culture of that food. Yeah, absolutely. And it can be celebrated. It can be, you know, played upon and had fun with and really enjoyed by people. And just, it brings people into it and then they can get more purist with it oh, and yeah. try, try you know different things and different styles of restaurants i think yeah, so much yeah i couldn't agree more like it's amazing what and food is you know it sounds sort of almost corny to say but like how powerful is it that there are michelin star indian uh african african mexican, mexican in Italian. in london so it's transcended being an english thing exactly and now it makes the world feel smaller makes us all a bit more culturally aware exactly. brings people together it just that is only a good thing for not just food just everyone yeah, so of course how yeah. powerful food is for that of course. And london represents it yeah. perfectly so and my number one lovely go on similar vein to london you'll probably yeah. be able to guess i think i will but this is London's just always been slightly behind, behind it. it. So I'm going to guess then. Go on then. New York. Yeah. Yeah, had to be. Like had just, be. yeah, we've spoke about New York a lot on this yeah, pod yeah. and I You've love it. You know, times. you love it. Yeah. Um, again, I think that it was just always a, not, not that it was a head per se, because it's not a race, but it was more about things just got there first it was more cultural before london was yes yeah. um you know, everything's just that little bit bigger isn't it there than here it's like we're a new york light london is like, yeah uh, do you know what I mean? but like the italians went over there yeah. I, um i'm not sure when and just you know all from sicily and set up their little homes around new york and you know their little communities and that span into little italy and manhattan and then you've got all these little pockets mm. 
And then, you know, Korean food is huge over there, which yeah. you know, took its time coming in over here. Now, I remember when I went in 2000, the first time I went, 2007, mm-hmm. I think it was. I went to David Chang's uh, to eat and I was recommended to go there, Momofuku. And I like, had like steamed bao buns and he sort of made them big. Yeah. And then they were coming in over there and it was like pork bao buns and they were amazing. Yeah. You could never get anything like that here. And then it yeah. took, I went back there in the early sort of teens. So I went back with Sat, I think in 2011 mm-hmm. and we went, I had lunch with David Chang and we had all his food it's and amazing. it was like still what couldn't experience. get anything in London like that. And now you can buy bao buns in the supermarket. Yeah. Here. They're, they're, <laughs> Frozen ones. Yeah. yeah they're not can, the best, yeah. but we know what they are over here now and yes, we, we yeah. can do that. And, you know, we used to make them here in cookery classes. Yeah. 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 That's um, funny. But uh, it just took that bit longer. And it's like they're always one step ahead, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. But I think just because it's always been a bit more cultural mm-hmm. uh, because of where it was and people going in through Ellis Island and stuff. Um, but you can get anything you want in New York and at really good quality. Yeah. They're, again, of course, like any big city, there's a lot of shit, but you can get any style of cuisine cooked to a really good level. The best yeah. people go there, the best Korean, best Italian, yeah. you know, best modern American, French, um, and many other different cuisines, yeah. all in New York, all within reach, most times of the day. Yeah, that's prices. Really... You can get the most amazing, you know, salt beef sandwiches that are just oh, yeah. packed yeah, with yeah. meat. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it's just just incredible, diverse range, melting pot of great food and yeah. diversity. I think I think you have, you've hit the nail on the head. It's like you can you can get an authentic representation of yeah. something that you could find halfway yeah. around the world there. Not a tacky half assed yeah. thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. there, there'll be, you know, Korean people that have grown up in Korea and yeah. know the food, yeah, like yeah. David Chang, who knows Korean food like in great depth, cooking it properly mm. and doing his twist on it in some ways. But still, you know, he can he can do it. It's not just mm. a guy who's like you know picked up a book and he can cook, but like, I'll do a bit of this Korean yeah. twist on it or something. Mm-hmm. That that that's what it is. It's, it's you know you get really authentic representations yeah. there. This will sound really snobby of me, so yeah. bear with me. But it's like. Obviously, because places like New York, like one of the biggest tourist destinations in the world, mm. like you just walk to, you know, sort of the, the central hub of it all, and it's surrounded by chain restaurants, and but that's where everyone is taking photos. But all those chain restaurants will be full, yeah. And it's like it almost it pains me a bit because I'm just like you, you're you're here, you've got all you've this could, way, you've got all this way. You you've spent, you must have spent a lot of money or saved up, or I don't know what they're, you know. Again, I don't mm. want to sound like a snob with it, but it's like. Don't go to Applebee's again. Yeah. Just go, or yeah, don't, don't go to McDonald's. Don't come all the way over. Go don't to go McDonald's go, or go to TGI's. Just get on the underground and just go, because you, you could still eat just as cheaply. Yeah. Or just, you know, but use your money for, just go over there. And it's, it does sound like a bit, and maybe, and some people just don't care, do they? No. They, they, they don't, like food's not, it, not a priority. But I'm just like, just, just go a mile that way. And you, you'll find like yeah. something you might I've never heard, forget. I've heard like, people like, oh, I can't wait to go to New York and see what their McDonald's are like. <laughs> like, yeah, it's oh, look bigger. Do they have different things on the menu? Like, what, what are you, are you doing? About? You've gone all that way. <laughs> Fuck off. Just, just go to a deli and have a great sandwich. Yes. Like, yeah. you're not going to get around here. <laughs> Fuck that's true though oh yeah but the the Big Macs are bigger and the fries are bigger and oh god you can have it here get more here exactly it's bigger you would never go oh I can't wait to go over there shopping and see what their top man's like (laughs) oh it's just probably the same just different it's just got a dollar sign or rather than a pound sign on the tag like what it doesn't matter and you don't have to be like right I've got to eat like a New Yorker but there's just more you can do absolutely that's what I mean I don't want to you know everyone's priorities and financial positions are different but I'm just like if you were uh, just for a day or just for a meal, just go and because you just you can walk, you just yeah. see everyone just piled into these like a like farmed chickens just going yeah. into the same old shit, and it's just like yeah, you're in we, you're in literally the greatest city in the world here, and yeah. you could you could go and have like the best band mai of your life down the road. Yeah, it's like unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, great. Oh, it's, it has to be number one, I think. Yeah, it does. Undisputed. Toy with a bit, and as much as I love like the Amelia Romana, and I was like. Yeah. And New York's just, it's just something different. Yeah, man. They almost need different lists. Yeah, like, really. yeah, no, yeah. Right. <laughs> That's good. So number five was Paris. Paris. Four, Thailand. Thailand. Three, Emilia Romana. Yeah. Two, London. One, New York. Great. Yeah. Great list. And That's no special solid. mentions. Normally, no, I no, I <laughs> massive <laughs> list. <laughs> yeah. That's um, great. Solid. I really enjoyed that. What, uh, have you got any uh, suggestions for me? For you, yeah, I did have it up. Ah, that was it. Your favourite... Um, 
from history or to now like cooking programs oh that's good so that's any really type good. it could be like a chef program it yeah. could be like yeah, a yeah. great british menu type thing anything that involves food oh that's great programs and why oh god I'd do a deep dive on that that's, yeah that's right in my wheelhouse that. So. yeah it's gotta yeah. be yes chef at it number yeah. one <laughs> yes chef number one yeah. great chef they stopped it after my series because it was never gonna get better than that uh-uh. um okay nice yeah that's that's really good really good okay we'll do that next week yeah that was sent in by maximo silver Nice. I, yeah. What is side note? People's handles. Yeah. Why isn't there the fucking names? I don't like, know. I, yeah. Like I see this all the time. Like even you know, Twitter, Instagram, all these. But it's like um, you know we will get messages, or even I'm just not even nightcap related, just like looking at shit. And it's the handles like X nine seven seven two Zimbo Zumbo Blim. But yeah. what the fuck? Just. What's your name? It's like, my name's John. Just call yourself John. I don't get these names. It's something that that a chef like me can read. That (laughs) does remind me, actually, because that is names. This is slightly off subject. And I can see on one of these photos, Jack Adams, who used to be the manager here, he'd sent some questions in, some silly ones. (laughs) Um, So his name is Jack Adams. On Twitter and Instagram is Jack Adams UK. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever told you this. No. This is going to embarrass us. It's funny. It's not anything he did. So on Twitter, yeah, Jack Adams UK. Yeah. But there is another one called Jack Adams USA. Oh, Exactly right. the same. Okay. And it's um, men's pants, like <laughs> underwear pants. And they specifically market to homosexuals. So a lot of them tag... <laughs> Like <laughs> photos with a dick's out in that. that Tag is... Jack Adams USA in. And I think somebody had a couple of years ago when he was here just assumed, oh, they must have a UK branch. That is <laughs> so they started tagging Jack Adams UK. <laughs> and he was just getting random unsolicited dick pics on Twitter. Not privately, you really? know, with it poking out their pants and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he was getting bombarded. Absolutely great. As you can imagine, I fucking loved it. Yeah. That is quality. He was just like, I think it was one night here. He was like, what? What's going on? <laughs> and we had to look back. It's like, why is this happening? And then, yeah, Jack Adams USA, Jack Adams That UK. is so good. No, I never knew that. You kept that one quiet. That's fucking quality. It just comes Can everyone them. please just go and tweet that now? I assume it still exists. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't I check it often. But <laughs> Do you yeah. ever get, have you got another Paul Foster in the world that you sometimes get tagged in as? There has been some in the past. Yeah, and then there was like a world champion crown green bowls guy called Paul Foster once. <laughs> was, yeah. Years ago, he used yeah. to get like tagged in on that, I think, I, or I, mentioned I, on that. This whole thing has reminded me that a couple of years ago, um, when I was still doing the radio show, we were, it was, it was probably like five, six years ago, to be honest. We were like, we were doing a show every day, and then we were also like trying to grow our social stuff. That was like yeah. part of the strategy of the radio station at the time. For me and for the other people working on the show, it was a little bit of an upheaval because social just isn't like, it is a part of our everyday, but it's it's a bit of an upheaval. It's yeah. not, it doesn't come naturally to want to post all the time. Yeah, of course. So we made it like a daily thing to do some social, we'll take it in turns uh-huh. and make it a competition. Like who can get the most retweets on a funny observation or something. That yeah. was just a way of us to try and, try and up our game. Right? Yeah. I come into work one day and I've got like 5,000 likes 500 retweets I'm like oh my fucking god I've gone fucking viral like (laughs) whatever genius bit of comedy I've written the other day (laughs) I go on there and there is a world champion bodybuilder called Cy Alexander (laughs) who has who has been tagged in this post of him ripped in like a thong on stage yeah and everyone's retweeting me going oh my god you look so hot you know or or like or bodybuilders going mate you're ripped how did you get your abs like that and I'm tagged in every (laughs) single and I was like oh for fuck's sake. I, was like, I thought I'd gone, it was like, right, I have got the good news and bad it. news. I have gone viral, but not for the right reasons. Yeah. Uh, it's not me in that. Yeah, somebody's typo. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and still every so often I'll get a little little tag. No, really? Wrong, yeah, Brilliant. the wrong Cy Alexander who's a ripped bodybuilder. Especially, it could be anyone. You've got a bowl, you've probably got a 70-year-old bowls player. I've got like the most ripped, good-looking bodybuilder. <laughs> like just wave, and then they look, they must click on my profile and go, who the fuck's this guy? Like, honestly. But yeah. Oh. Yeah. Jack Adams UK. I did. I met one of our listeners last night as well. Oh, did you? Yeah, you know him. He sent a few questions in. Um, Smokeface Griller. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. So like, from the pod, he's uh, we've just he been, does his own barbecue thing now. Yeah, right? his food yeah. looks great. Yeah. So I thought I'd give him a shout out. He's yeah, a nice, nice guy. Invited him down last night. We've been chatting quite a bit. Uh-huh. So I said to him, you were supposed to go, but he couldn't yeah, make sorry, it. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, I 
been chatting loads. He's from Liverpool. Okay. And so my favourite podcast to have a word. Yes. He's yeah. like good friends with the guys and he loves no that way. as well. So we've been speaking about that quite a bit. Oh, that's nice. And then food and stuff. So I was like, I'll oh, come down. Like, good Small to meet world, you. isn't it? But yeah. yeah. So no, he come down last night. He's a nice oh, guy. I love that. Misses, yeah. Yeah, I love stuff like that. Um, speaking of listeners, you know, please send us in your questions, observations, whatever. We love reading them out. We love getting scripts with them. Got one from Callum on Spotify saying absolutely loved uh, last week's pod. Uh, short and sweet but thanks Callum if you do that Spotify Apple Podcast will always read out your reviews we really appreciate it so please do that uh, also merch available oh la- lastly we can sort of talk about it now big festival oh yes, yes. so we're going to be doing uh, the Friday na- the Friday afternoon Friday the 25th is that right oh, that's a good question I'm I think so underprepared let me look at the calendar uh, yeah, Friday the twenty fifth. Yeah, big festival. So this is Alex James's from Blur. Yeah, who, Blur got a resurgence. That was yeah. weird, actually. It's reminded me in Camden when we were walking to your place. It's like the fashion mm. now. Like it's broadly, I sound fucking old. Then, like, <laughs> like broadly speaking, like that cyclical nineties look that's yeah. back amongst you know, sort of like teenagers and people in their twenties. Mm. That is everywhere, especially in Camden. Yeah, and you walk down, there's a billboard with like Blur on. Yeah. Now. And I'm like looking around like, have we stepped back 25 years? But yeah, uh, so Alex James from Blair, he's got a big farm in the Cotswolds uh, near Kingham where he makes his cheese and stuff. And every year he has a big festival. So massive food and music festival. The food offering is insane. There's food stages, cookery schools, all those sorts of things. They got like Tom Grennan and Seagrid mm. and loads of other people doing stuff on the main stage. Yeah. Um, and then we're on one of the sta- stages. It's a new one this year called The Exchange. They've got like stand-up comedians, podcasts, and we're doing a session on the uh, in the afternoon with a special guest to be confirmed, but there'll yeah. probably be a guest there with us. If not, we'll just, me and Paul will just get pissed and chat shit. Yes, we um, but yeah, 3 till 3.45 on the Friday afternoon. So please come down. If you're already going, come and say hi. You yeah, know, it'll be our first live podcast. Yeah, it will. Yeah. 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 you nervous? No, we, no. It'll no. be weird. Um, we we haven't done odd. that yet, have we? No, normally that, when we do the guests up here, there's normally a few people yeah. in the room, isn't there? Yeah, but exactly. Yeah. No, no, it'd be fine. It'd be yeah. great. It'd be yeah. good fun. So just get pissed and yeah. talk shit. Chat shit. <laughs> uh, so please come and say hi or get your tickets or whatever. That's uh, Friday the 25th of August. Yeah, two, two and a half weeks away. Jesus. No way. Great. Uh, wherever you're listening from, thanks so much for joining us and we'll catch you next week. See you later. Thanks so much for downloading the Nightcap podcast. We appreciate the support and we'd love to know that you are enjoying the pod. And now you can become a proud member of the Nightcap podcast tribe. Along with our weekly catch-ups and up-and-coming series with more amazing guests, we've created some bespoke Nightcap podcast clothing, which you can get online now. We've teamed up with our friends at T-Mill to create t-shirts and hoodies in various sizes, colours and fits for both men and women. Yeah, we chose T-Mill for several reasons. They make these clothes with 100% natural materials using organic materials that are better for the environment. They use the sun and wind to power the production of these products, plus they will send you your order in packaging made from plants not plastics and the best thing is they look great and they feel great you can just tell their quality so there's no knockoff merch here yeah it's as simple as this go to thenightcap.tmill.com that's thenightcap.tmill.com to order your nightcap podcast merch now